Hey guys, it's Sarah. You're listening to Mind Gold. Uh, still in a bit of a Wonder Woman buzz. So I've got another woman because uh, we're pretty great and you should probably all listen to us talk together. Um, so this is quite a lovely story. Um, it's uh, Instagram friendship between Jess Dumay and I um, that's blossomed in the last, I don't know, a couple of years. I didn't really keep track of it, but <laughs> somehow we became friends over Instagram and follow each other's various lifting um, pursuits. She's a power lifter. I'm a weightlifter. So for those of you who aren't familiar, they're two very different sports. Um, Jess is going to get right into what powerlifting is, so that will help you if you didn't know that. I didn't used to know that either, so not saying you're dumb. Lots of people don't know it. Uh, so we're going to get into a bit of powerlifting, going to get into a bit of why do guys slide into DMs um and all that jazz so enjoy hi jess hi how you doing i'm so good how are you good very good this is just make sure everything's on work how funny Sorry, is it like using else. skype it's so fucking old school <laughs> it's so cool i love it i know and i remember when it first came out everyone was like Oh my god, I can see someone while I'm talking to them on the phone. <laughs> I know, it's so random. It's like you see like how far like technology comes like now and you're like, oh god, was I really like that? <laughs> I remember thinking like imagine a time when you can see somebody's face when you're talking to them on the phone. Like what a world that would be. <laughs> and guess what? We're in that world and it's kind of not that amazing. We but are. we are. <laughs> I just remember like even like as a child like we had a um a car phone oh yeah, um, yeah. and like when it like I, I probably would have been like four or five years old and we've got this like brand new car and we're driving home and I used to like live in the country and as we're like driving home um I was like, oh, I really want to call mum in order to tell her that we're coming home dad dad's like all right, that like it can only be like two minutes because it's really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so bizarre to think, oh yeah, there was a car phone and you could like pick up a you know a phone in your car and now it's like touch a phone in your car and it's like yeah, you're gonna lose five hundred dollars. <laughs> I know it's yeah, it's fucking epic. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so many crazy things going on, but that is probably the craziest right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so this is pretty cool. Actually, I haven't even um, given you a chance to introduce yourself, uh, which I definitely should. Um, but basically we're Instagram friends and I feel that everyone should be aware of that fact. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes we are. <laughs> because sometimes random Instagram DMs aren't just like random lifting instructions or like guys telling you that you have a nice ass. Sometimes it's actually a cool chick who you become Instagram friends with, like yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I was telling somebody about this, like, today. They're like, oh, what are you doing today? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be recording for a podcast. I'm like, oh, who is it from? I'm like, uh, one of my Instagram friends. Like, a stranger? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, how is this weirder than a Tinder date, like, really, when you think about it? Sorry, I missed that one. I said, how is it weirder than a Tinder date, really? Like, it's kind of less weird, I feel. Yeah. 
It's less weird. It is less weird. It's less weird. Um, so I'll tell you what I know yeah. about you, and then you feel free to embellish um, or correct okay. <laughs> if necessary. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're from Sydney, but you live in Brisbane. Correct. Um, I know you are a powerlifter, and you are very good at powerlifting. Yeah, questionable, but... <laughs> um, I know that you are a massage therapist. Yes, yeah. Uh, you have a Dalmatian. I do. She's my world. Amazing. What's her name? Her name's Daya. Oh, that's so cute. Um, she is She's very beautiful. beautiful. I do enjoy the photos that you have of her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, the only people I follow on Instagram are chicks that I think are either cool or strong or both, and generally it's obviously both, um, and people's pets. Yeah. So much. That's I'm, literally, I've got the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or just like random homeware stores that I'm like, I want everything. Oh, that's a good one. I've started this habit, which yeah. is real fucking sad. It's like just online window shopping, like oh, wherever. Yeah. It's normally like I never buy anything because I like have no money. But it'll be like Lulu, Nike, and I do it on Uber Eats as well, which is even sadder. Where I like. <laughs> I, like, fill my cart with stuff that I know I won't buy. Um, and it's just, like, left there forever. Like, I'd never buy it. But it's, like, my wish lists on, like, every um, shopping, online shopping cart on the internet. That's amazing. I love it. It's real sad. I absolutely love it. I've got one um, for, like, Gelato Messina and for Hook Grip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Donuts. That's the other thing I know about you. <laughs> Um, I love Messina. Messina is like just the best. Like one of my friends and I, we literally tag each other in every single new flavor that we bring out. And we're like, yeah, I need all of that. I swear I'm just like a fat kid stuffing like my body. <laughs> <laughs> How good is it though? Like I fucking like gelato Messina is one of the always um, the ones that I window shop. And it's always all of the new flavors, all of the specials. Oh, always. Like, Kate stuffed always. with Nutella, stuffed with um, Reese's Pieces. Like, <laughs> she's just like, yes, I want that. All of that. My mom, is anything caramel? I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm the same with peanut butter. <laughs> like, I will be your bitch if yeah. you give me peanut butter anything. Like, it's the best. Oh, I um. I ate a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's the other night. And Amazing. it was like the Netflix one that they just released. Oh, God. Can recommend. It's like this peanut butter, like, ice cream with, like, chocolate fudge brownies and then, like, pet, like pretzels, like, put Oh, I don't even need like... to know that, but I'm so glad that <laughs> <laughs> I loved that for myself. Yeah, uh, that's fucking <laughs> epic. I've been pretty good, actually. I have to say that obviously the COVID situation, it's kind of been like a make or break diet type situation <laughs> and preempting my own downward spiral. I went the opposite direction and like got on a nutritionist like bandwagon um, with the macros and the spreadsheets and the check-ins and all of the things um, because I don't want to go up an entire oh, weight wow. class during this um, period basically. Yeah. Um, but I definitely can appreciate the bulking, um, isolation life for sure. <laughs> See, like I'm a little bit of like everything. Like the other night I was like, 
because I've just been allowed to go back to work. So I finished work and I just got home and had a shower and I was like, I just want some Ben and Jerry's. I don't even want to cook dinner. So like, yeah, I'm in this like weird section where like I'm still eating healthy and being good. But then like next minute, I'm also like baking brownies and cake and craving Ben and Jerry's. Like that's just my life. I feel like I'm on, like, this good balance. (laughs) Yeah, like, everything in moderation, including moderation. Wasn't that some, like, Cadbury ad from, like, 1990-something? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, obviously. Uh, So how's your training been going? Um, You've got Um, your own setup, don't you? Yeah, I was actually really fortunate because my coach, he he has two gyms here, and he messaged me and was like, hey, look, you know, I'm renting out a lot of my equipment. Um, you know, if you're interested, just let me know. So I managed to get a bar and, like, two, like, so quite a few plates. So I got, like, two 25s, two 20s, and two 15s. So, you know, like, enough to sort of, like, play around with. Um, and then I just, when I was living in Sydney, I was doing a lot of, like, like beach boot camps and everything so I still have like my kettlebells and my dumbbells and a whole heap of other bits of equipment so I've got this full setup um and then I've managed to borrow like a squat rack and then I've found somebody on Facebook marketplace who was like, like putting together like these like wooden benches that like are full I've of, like, seen them I've seen them um, I was very impressed by them yeah, yeah. it's so cool like but, like, I feel like I'm such a uh, – I don't know how do I explain it. Like, it's – I've got, like, this wooden bench, but then I've got these Alico powerlifting plates. So, like, <laughs> you know, powerlifting elitist, you know. Like, I feel like I'm, like, all the gear but no idea kind of person. <laughs> well, from it's highly- a really weird balance. I think everyone's going to have a little bit of that though, right? Like, I mean, I'm training in my lounge, but um, I have an actual platform. So it's like, <laughs> You're like yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, like, I really love seeing like everybody's, um, like how everybody has been coping with it, especially like I, either, you know, like, yeah, in weightlifting or powerlifting or crossfitters or anything like that, just like, the equipment that they have either borrowed or that they've been able to get their hands on and what they've been able to do either in their own homes or garages or outside or whatever it is, like, it's been amazing. So, yeah, I think um, it's cool that, like, I mean, just the, the thought of just on oh, just not training until we're back to normal just doesn't seem to be a consideration for anyone. Um, like regardless of space and money and all that kind of thing, like everyone's finding a way to do something, um, whether they've got Alico plates (laughs) (laughs) or if they're using, it's so good. It's so good. Like I saw a whole group of like, like the first week, like when everything was just like, nobody knows what's to happen. Like there was people like with like 25 kilos, like, you know, of rice and like transporting that. And like, like, I love their creativity. Like it's been great. Um, There's been some epic fails as well. I'm like kind of being like secretly enjoying those videos and like hoping that I'm not next. (laughs) 
So tell me a little bit about powerlifting because I really know very little about it. Um, I mean, there's all the jokes about how, you know, you guys didn't even know that there was a pandemic. You just thought you were still <laughs> resting between sets, which I thought was hilarious. But I don't know if you would take offense yeah, at no. being a powerlifter. <laughs> I, I rest quite a long time between sets myself, so I don't really think weightlifters are one to, like, throw, like, stones in that department. Um, yeah, thoughts? Uh, yeah, Rebuttal? Yeah, it's half true. <laughs> we kind of, you know, it was like, oh, wait, everything's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why is my gym empty? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... I don't know where to start with powerlifting. So powerlifting is basically, you know, your squat, bench press, and deadlift. Um, you do a meet, which is obviously, like, it's very similar to what, like, how weightlifting meets are set up. So you've got your three attempts of each, you know, like, of, of that particular lift that you're doing. Um, and then at the end, your best lift or, yeah, your best heaviest lift uh, is your, uh, like ends up as your total. Yeah. So then you get those three numbers and then it's your total that ends you into like where you sit within your category. Yeah. Um, within our categories, we've got like age and then also like weight divisions too. So it, yeah, still super similar to how, you know, weightlifting sort of works as well, except for we just do a whole heap of different uh, different exercises really um, obviously there's different rules um, depending on the lifts that you're doing um, and then depending on the federation that you're with which I think in Australia there's about I think there's about five or six different federations like they just keep on popping up out of nowhere um, but yeah depending on which federation you're in depends on certain rules and certain equipment that you're allowed to use. Okay, so whether you have wear like a bench shirt, for example, like or you don't have uh, any um like assistance. Is that what you mean? Uh no, so uh so you can do equipped lifting. So yeah. equipped lifting is in all the federations. Oh okay, um, sure. So that's just a whole different category within the competition itself okay but like for instance uh with so you've got the two main uh federations so you've got um powerlifting australia and then you've got gpc so so powerlifting australia or pa um they have rules where you're not allowed to wear knee wraps for instance so okay. You know, uh, in GPC, you're allowed to wear wraps around your knees and the wraps kind of act like a bit of like a spring. So as soon as you go down into that squat, it sort of like, sort of like wants to make your knee lock out again. Yeah, well, I've used them. They're quite amazing. So it helps <laughs> you with that lift. It helps. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, like sometimes it can give you like, you know, 10 plus kilos onto a squat, which yeah. is huge. Um, so in powerlifting Australia, you're only allowed to have like, um, knee sleeves on. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. And then there's like little differences within the rules. Um, so for instance, with the bench press, 
Um, in powerlifting Australia, you have to have your feet flat on the ground. Where in GPC, you can have your feet flat on the ground, or you can just have your toes onto the um, onto the ground too. So um, I only have like my toes onto the ground. I can't bench flat-footed at all, just because I don't feel like I can get a proper arch, a proper sort of setup in it. Yeah. Um, so, and it does give you a little bit of an advantage, but not a huge overall advantage. And then with the deadlifts, the differences is that Powerlifting Australia uses like a stiff bar. So a bar that's just, you know, that has no slack in it. Yeah. Where in GPC, uh, you can use what they call like a, like a proper deadlift bar. So a deadlift bar is a little bit longer. It has a bit more slack into it. So... Essentially, what happens is that you start pulling the bar, the bar starts bending, and then you get to a certain point where you can, like, the weight actually starts lifting off of the ground. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of, you know, like you're not getting the weight fully off of the ground almost, so you don't have to bring the weight up as much. Yeah, um, okay. There's benefits in that because, you know, it can sort of help you back and everything, but. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're some of, like, the little minor sort of more common rules um, or differences between the two. Yeah, right. It's full on. Yeah, there's heaps of different stuff. Like, it's so confusing sometimes. And then, you know, like, within all the different federations, there's, like, little, little different variances in rules and stuff. But overall, it's still it's still got the main, like, the main concepts of what you have to do is very similar. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how did you, how did you fall in love with powerlifting? Because I know you did, like, general strength and conditioning, um, you know, when you first became a trainer. Uh, was it just something that you came yeah. across, like? Yeah, it was actually, it was quite interesting. Um, I've always just loved, yeah, like as you said, like strength and conditioning and I've always loved um, just lifting really heavy weights and uh, I was training at a particular gym in Sydney and there was one girl who we shared the same trainer and we'd usually be like, you know, one after the other. So we'd usually cross each other within the gym, um, you know, and just at each other on social media and everything. And one day she just started doing uh, a powerlifting comp and she did uh, a deadlift only comp. And uh, yeah, I kind of just watched it and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I basically just looked more into it and I was like, oh, this could actually be something that I might like. Um, I spoke to her about it and she's like, yeah, if you really enjoy giving, you know, like lifting heavy weights and just go for it. Like, you know, it would be fun. So I kind of did some research into a couple of different um, powerlifting coaches within Sydney. And at that time it wasn't a very big sport at all. Like, you know, one of my first comps, I think there were like four or five girls who, you know, even did it when now majority of the, you know, comps of females. Um, and I ended up having to drive from, and if people know Sydney, I had to drive from, like, Manly, so, like, the northern beaches to, like, Lidcombe, which is a good 15 minutes without traffic. So in traffic... That was your gym that you trained at? 
would be about an oh hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> That's brutal. So I used to finish work and having to go, you know, drive, you know, out there and, oh my um, yeah, go and do my training on a Friday afternoon. Otherwise, I, you know, train by myself in my gym, um, you know, close by and then go and see my coach. And, yeah, it was um, – that's kind of how I got into it. And then I did a competition and just, like, I loved it, like – there was just something about like the day and it was just exciting and you just like everybody was so like happy and like just supporting you like the whole time um it wasn't it it didn't feel like any other thing where it was like you know like it was like competition where you were competing against others and they weren't so nice to you or anything like that like everybody like like the community, like they're all just there. Like I just want you to help out. I just want you to do, you know, the very best. So what is happening yeah. over there? Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so we have a cat. Oh, okay. And then the neighbors have a cat. <laughs> and Derek, the neighbor's cat, is. Oh my god! Them. The neighbor's cat is Derek. That's the best. <laughs> His name's Derek. That's um, fucking amazing. Derek is a little bit of an a-hole, and the two cats like to fight each other. Fuck. <laughs> that's what's happening. And oh now Dyer's cat going crazy. It does sound like that's what's happening, to be fair. It does sound like cats <laughs> fighting. <laughs> I'm set up in my lap, oh, in my dining room right now, so, yeah. It's it's the action is. Pretty, the action, it's all happening here. Um... <laughs> I totally get what you mean about the vibe and the community and the support network. Um, I think for me, weightlifting is the only kind of place that I found that where, although you are competing um, against other women, um, I never really feel like it's this nasty um, kind of vibe. Um, You know, like I was talking to my friend about it the other day. I was like, you want your friend to succeed just as much as you want yourself to succeed. You're not kind of, hoping that they miss a lift just because that will make you better by default. Like, so yeah, I do completely understand that. It's such a, you know, like a, 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 I don't know, like it feels weird almost. And like, I don't know if this is, I haven't actually been to a weightlifting comp, but you know, you'll be, in the in the crowd you know spectating and not even you know competing yourself and you know there'll be somebody on the platform just trying to grind out a lift and you know like trying to grind out a deadlift or something like that and you are going full ball screaming and yelling and you have so much raw passion and emotion for this person in order to get their lift yeah and you don't even know who the hell it is like (laughs) It's just this, you know, like everybody just wants to see you succeed. And I remember my first nationals, there was a girl, Kate, who's actually a good friend of mine now. And, you know, she was just, she was in my same weight category and she was definitely much better than me. But it was just so cool because like after every time that I went out and left, she was like, well done. Like, this is so great. Like, you know, that was awesome. Like, you know, and it didn't matter that she was stepping out on the platform next, you know, trying to lift 180 kilos, and I just did, like, 160-something. But, like, it was kind of like they, like everybody just wants you to 
succeed. Like, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Like, yeah, and the community anyways, like, even in the gym whilst you're training, like, you know, it's, if, if you know that you have, like, a heavy squat session or a heavy bench session, you know, you reach out to somebody and you're like, hey, look, you know, I need help because I need somebody to wrap my knees or I need somebody to, um, we have this thing called a monolift. So it's like, you know, I need somebody to help me work a monolift and to squat. Is that and the squat rack thingy with the... Uh... Yeah, so it's like <laughs> a squat rack. And yeah. basically what happens, because it's really difficult to walk out a squat yeah. when you've got knee wraps on because your knees essentially don't want to move. Yeah. So what you do is that you get like up underneath the, the rack and you just stand up and then like the hooks move away from you. Yeah. So you just have to stand there and then squat. But you need somebody to like like physically pull the hooks out. And yeah, then yeah, you've got sure. like back squatter and then you've got two people on the side. So it's like a four person, you know Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um you know, depending on like, you know, how heavy you're going, like sometimes there's five people squatting one of the big boys, you know, like it's yeah it's quite quite interesting and it's although it's quite a individual sport it's you need a team around you and you need people around you you know if you really want to get good and to succeed at it yeah for sure I would say that's the same with weightlifting although I do know really successful lifters who are very like lone wolf um and I just really admire that because I can't imagine like getting through some sessions without, like, having someone there, like, to be honest. Um, it yeah. is fairly, like, hard to just grind away by yourself, like, every single day. I think that's why lockdown has also been pretty hard on people too. Yeah, I, I found it really interesting talking to a lot of people. Um, so a majority of my clients um, up here, I, like, you know, they come from some sort of sporting background, whether it is powerlifting, um, you know, CrossFit. We've got a couple of weightlifters. We've got, um, we've got a huge range of people. And it's been interesting talking to them because they're like, it's hard to get motivated and especially – you know, in powerlifting, you know, as I mentioned, like, you know, although it's individual, like, you know, you're surrounded by your community and your friends and everybody's there to help you. So, yeah, to try and push yourself and to try and get that same, you know, sort of energy level and excitement is really, really, like, has been really difficult for them. Yeah. Like, they, they can't, like, either in, like, a motivation sort of sense or just getting that same you know, I guess, like, same hit of, you know, um, serotonin and everything in order to, like, I don't know, just make them want to push themselves and make them want to, you know, go harder, where, yeah, like, I've even found it myself, although I'm such a, you know, I'm one of those people where, like, I sit in the gym and I'm like, I actually just generally don't want to talk to anyone, but I <laughs> talk to yeah. people because that's just my personality, like, I have, like, if somebody's there talking to me, like, I can't help but not talk back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, but I, otherwise, like, I'll try and go to the gym at the most, like, quietest times um, just to, you know, to just sort of be focused and to, you know, do my thing. Um, but even just training by myself, 
in my garage, like just trying to find that same, I don't know, like stimulation in order to get yourself going and to, you know, sort of push yourself through everything. Like just that motivation, like it's, it's sometimes really difficult. And I find that a lot of people are finding it really difficult, you know, because of the same thing. I've pretty much become addicted to energy drinks. Like, that's my that's my substitute. See, I um, I can't do energy drinks. Like, I think when I was like, I'm gonna say 18 because that's legal. Um, <laughs> I probably <laughs> had way too many Jaeger bombs. Oh yeah, like, how like, gross were they? Fuck. Oh, they were so bad. But yeah, like, I have PTSD I, from them as well. But I totally get it. <laughs> Now that, like, any time that I smell, like, any energy drinks, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I actually get that. Um, That's totally fair. I don't have Red Bull for that reason. I have um, either Coke Energy or those flying powers, the 99-cent ones from Aldi. (laughs) Dude, honestly, they're a fucking game changer. Like, yeah, I'm I'm all about them. Oh, dear. Um, What I... Sorry, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I'm just, like, a coffee fiend. Like, I'll wake up in the morning, I think my dog for a walk, I'll go and grab a coffee, and then I've got an espresso machine at home, which, you know, sometimes I'll have a coffee before I train, but that's it. I can't do anything else. Honestly, mate, have you got Aldi in Sydney? Oh, sorry, in uh, in uh, Brisbane? Yeah, I do, actually. D- investigate. Okay. 99 I'll... cents. I have to go there later on today, so... Me too! It's Thursday. Thursday's Aldi day. (laughs) Um, What I was going to say to you, since we met on Instagram, um, is your thoughts on the whole internet weightlifting coach, um, Instagram DMs, all that kind of thing, because I had kind of thought that we're, like women are different now. Like we're all strong. We do like these strength sports. We're all like body positivity. Um, you know, what's a thigh gap, all that kind of shit. Right. Or at least yeah. that's people that I hang out with. Um, <laughs> but there's, no, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, but there's still so much of the opposite of that. Um, and I don't know if you follow, you look like a man. On Instagram. Oh, I love that. Right? I'm so pleased that you do because we can talk about it because that page is like my favorite thing on the internet. Um, So just to explain in case our listeners aren't aware, so it's basically um, like screenshots of messages that generally men have sent to generally women about how they look, how they're training, and how that is like not acceptable to them for Lord knows what reason. Um, there's a lot of different reasons that are presented, um, in form of like screenshots, trolling, all that kind of thing. Um, and it really makes my day, the amount of (laughs) ignorance that is out there, um, to be ridiculed. However, it is kind of a concern. Um, and I was just actually thinking about this recently because, um, I remember a time when I wanted a thigh gap. And my training goal was to weigh 58 kilos. Like, that was my training goal. Like, what? What is that? How is that a training goal? It, like, makes no sense. Like, that was literally my goal. 
<laughs> yeah. Right. I think I had a very similar goal at one stage. <laughs> Mine was like weigh 60 kilos. And yeah, I actually got down to that. And I was like, I just want a burger. Right. I don't, I never, I, I got to 59 kilos. Um, it was a terror. I remember crying that day I got, I had to make weight. I weighed 59 kilos on the scale and I had to weigh 58 and I was, uh, sitting at the sauna at the local gym, holding my scales, crying openly, uh, at the pool area because I still had to lose like a kilo before the next morning. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so my was uh, I thought I was going to be a really cool bodybuilder. Um and I went and started doing like a yeah, like you know, like I was prepping for a comp and I was about three weeks out of like this horrible I think I've been like five months in of like, you know, like prepping for this competition and yeah, three weeks out, and I'm, like, on the floor of the gym of this, like, Anytime Fitness, and it was, like, peak hour. It was super busy, and I'm just, like, crying, just, like, just want to back up. Oh, my God. Please just eat. And my coach was, like, no, like, you know, you're putting so much hard work. <laughs> like, you're almost there. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, I don't care. I'll be fat. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, I can totally oh understand this. That is the sad thing. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, what the fuck? I'm like, yes, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's crazy. But, yeah, because, like, I, like, going back to, like, you know, that page, like, you look like a man, like, it's really, to me, it kind of hits home a little bit in some things because, like, I look back at, so, like, an ex-boyfriend of mine and, during the same time that I was, like, prepping the comp, like, for the comp, like, it was kind of, like, so he always was, like, oh, you know, you need to be skinny, you need to be this, and, like, doing some really, really asshole kind of things, um, and, you know, so I was, like, right, well, you know, any way to lose weight and stuff is to go to the gym and to go and train, and he was really supportive of that, but then as soon as I started, like, putting on muscle, he was, like, oh, you know, you're getting biceps and, like, you know, what's that in the back of your leg? It was, like, my hamstring was growing. Be like, <laughs> like a fucking like, tumor. Kind of stuff. And I was, like, you know, actually, like, turning up and, like, you know, like, I look back on photos and I was, like, girl, I was hot. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't want to be like that anymore. But, yeah, and I remember, like, you know, him, like, ridiculing me, just being, like, you know, oh, you're getting too muscular, you're getting too thick, and blah, 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 blah. So, like, going onto that page and, like, reading things, I'm just, like, laughing to myself in some sort of, like, I don't know, sort of weird way, being like, oh, yeah, I remember those comments that he used to make, you know, about me. Like, and just thinking, wow, these men just have this, like, one tracked mind that like a woman is supposed to look a certain way because of they've you know either seen it in like you know like I don't know magazines or whatever it may be that you know like that's what their ideal perfect body is but it's like it's so far from realistic it's just crazy so then for for women who do strength train and it's like you know what like 
I want glutes. I want shoulders. I want biceps. You know what? Even more, like, I want big, chunky quads. Like, I want to be able to destroy a watermelon with, with my quads. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God, yes. At the moment, I could probably only destroy, like, maybe an orange. Um, Same. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, like, you know, like, it's it's so, it's so, like, I just, I, I go into that page and even, like, go onto like old ones from ages ago like that I've already read and I still laugh at them just being like how do you think like this like I know it's what I what I think is is like terrifying is that I think that the reason that I don't come across those comments and those opinions that much is simply because I'm part of a community where that is just not a thing like people just don't think like that um, but being in, in the fitness industry, I'm constantly being reminded that that is a thing still. And it really pisses me off. Like I was just in a meeting today, right? Um, this, I don't even know if I should be sharing this, but whatever. Um, the, the point of the meeting was to establish what topics, um, would be suitable for a, a series of webinars for women, right? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So can you guess what the topics were suggested? Oh, I don't know. What diet plans go um, on? Pregnancy. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Pre- pregnancy, diets, um, pelvic floor. I'm like, what about women who aren't interested in having a baby? Like, yeah. what do you, what about women who want to be stronger? What about women who play sport? What about, you know, what about domestic violence? What about mental health? What about other things that aren't involving your fucking vagina? Yeah. Wow. Or, or losing weight. Like, so as long as we look good and we produce children, then we're fine. Then we're fine. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what, you know, we're actually, yeah. That's our purpose. Just... So, like, have a baby, make a fucking sandwich, and good job. Yeah, I may have taken like extreme offence to the uh, suggested topics, but I think it's because all I've been thinking about all the stuff recently and just how irritated I am by the fact that it's still like really prevalent. Um, when when I used to do like you know gym instructor like appointments um, at another gym, and you know how you sit down with people and you talk to them about what their goals are and what they want to achieve and all that kind of stuff. And often it would be with like a young a young girl who was like in her twenties or late teens or whatever, um, and sometimes they'd literally like look me up and down and be like, "I want to be toned, but I don't want to look like you." Yes, and it's like, yes. bitch, you couldn't fucking look like me if you tried, mate. But like, it's, I, how do you say that true. to somebody? Um. Yeah, I used to get that a lot as well. Like when I was working, you know, like in like you know, in quite a big branch of you know gyms down in Sydney, and they'd be like, oh, like you know, I just I want to be toned, but like you know, like I don't want to be too big. I still want to be like this size, yeah. and you know, um, I can't lift any weights because they just make me too bulky. So I just want to do cardio all the time, but I, like, I really want to be toned and I really want to be bum and I really want this. And it's like, do you know, like the basic, like, like, do you know what like Tony is? It's 
literally muscle growth. So is building muscle. So you kind of have to do weights in order to do that, or like some form of like a resistance training. You can't just do cardio because then you'll get that skinny fat. And trying to explain to somebody that is so difficult, especially when they're like on that one track. Yeah. Like, yeah. My favorite one was, um, you know, because you'd have boxes to tick, like whether someone wanted to build strength or, you know, cardio fitness, all that kind of thing. And people saying that they um, wanted to tone but not build strength. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a good one. <laughs> yeah, that one was always confusing to me. Um, what, what I think, right, is though, is that although we've um, we've come a long way in terms of you know you were saying when you started powerlifting there weren't many women. I was actually interviewing another weightlifter. Um, actually yesterday and she was saying the exact same thing about weightlifting when she first started in the sport 10 years ago there just weren't many women at all as opposed to now when there's more women than men um, and what a, what a cool thing that is um, but I think still that we we tend to have this focus on like sexy muscles and like being functionally strong like people want women who have like hot bodies um, and have abs and all those things. And that's more important than, you know, can you deadlift more than twice your body weight or, um, a, you know, any, yeah. anything um, that is like, a, I guess, a performance marker. Um, and I think that's what fucks me off because it's not yeah. about having strong glutes. It's about having a nice butt. Having a nice butt, yeah. Yeah, it's um... – I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, like, I I find myself, like, you know, yeah, okay, like, I still want to, like, like, I want to look good and, I, you know, everything like that, but I'm also, I also want a burger and I also, yeah, I want to be able to lift double my body weight and I also want to do all these things. And it, like, I don't know, like, for some like, even just for, like, some men and just trying to explain that to some guys, like, just, you know, like, on terrible Tinder dates, they're just like, but I don't understand, like, you know, so you choose performance over how you look, and it's like, well, yeah, like. <laughs> well, obviously, I was thinking yeah, about obviously. this yesterday. If someone, if someone could guarantee me that I would be able to snatch 100 kilos if I were to go up a weight class or even two weight classes, Fucking yeah, I'd do it. I want to snatch 100 kilos. Yeah. It's it's quite interesting that you say that because in powerlifting, it's really, there's still, like, a lot of elements of, you know, girls that they have, like, this idea that they need to be in a certain weight category, um, which is lower than what their body weight naturally sits at. Yeah. Um, and... Like, you know, they do everything that they can in order to cut for a competition. But in terms of cutting for a competition, sometimes that's really detrimental to, um, you know, their performance because they either don't get the cutting right or they, you know, they're focusing too much on, like, losing weight rather than actual performance. Yeah. But then, like, their main goal is to be as strong as they physically can. And I have this conversation with people all the time. So I compete in the under 
kilo plus. I sit about 78, 80 kilos at any sort of given day, you know. Um, and the next weight cast down is 75. And everybody is always like, oh, why don't you cut down to under 75s and, you know, compete in that? And I've thought about it a few times and I've toyed with the idea, but then I'm like, no, my goal is to be as physically strong as I can be in my body. So if I can compete in a weight class where my body naturally sits at, like I don't have to worry about, yeah, like sitting in a sauna and, you know, crying with my scales. Like. <laughs> as fun as that is. <laughs> as, as great as that sounds. It is great, um, yeah. You know, like I don't, like I don't want to do that. I just want to be focused on, right, like what food do I need to eat in order to fuel my body? You know, like I can even, like I think like I was like, prepping for a comp and, you know, like, weighing in with, like, these girls, like, you know, 24 hours before an event, and they're all like, oh, I haven't eaten since, like, you know, 8 o'clock last night and I haven't drunk any water all day and I sat in a sauna and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I had a tub of Ben and Jerry's last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had a burger. And, um, yeah, and who's going to feel better the morning of their comp? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm like, I don't actually have to worry about that. Like, all I have to worry about is, you know, just going and performing and doing what I need to do. Like, obviously, like, I don't go stupid and, you know, go overboard and, you know, like, I'm not, like, you know, like, eating in such a surplus that it's actually going to make me gain weight. But I'm maintaining my weight in a way in order to fuel my body to become as strong as I possibly can. And... And, yeah, just, just talking to girls who are like, oh, no, but, like, you know, you should just cut down to the 75s or, you know, these girls that are, like, you know, in, say, you know, who are, like, my weight and they're like, no, like, I need to be, you know, like, in the under 75s. Like, I have to do that and I have to cut down and I have to be there. Like, I've seen some females cut, like, you know, like one of, one of my friends she usually was weighing about eight or no sorry 68 kilos and then she cut into the under 60 kilos oh, fuck like that's like a limb that's, that's fucked <laughs> that's like a 12 percent that's fucking like, awful of your body weight that you need to cut in order to get there you know like and the thing about it is that, like, she wasn't even winning. She wasn't even podiuming, like, yeah. and still cutting down that far. And I'm like, this isn't healthy for you. Like, you know, I understand that, like, you know, that's your weight category and you've always competed in it. But the more time that you spend in powerlifting, the more time that you're building muscle, the heavier that muscle weighs, you know, your body composition is going to start changing so much. Like, you know... Like, you will become lean and muscular and there's not really much other than water that you can cut from your body when you're a certain, like, you know, like, like weight and, like, well, not weight, but, like, um, like body fat percentage, as yeah, you say. Sure. Like, you know, there's only so far that you can go before it starts getting dangerous. Yeah, and the more times that you do it, like, I don't know, how, how often would you compete in a season? 
I, it really depends on the person. For me, I don't like competing more than twice a year. Yeah. Just because of, you know, like, it takes a lot. Like, it's a big prep. Like, you know, you can be anywhere from 12 to 8 weeks, you know, prepping just for one comp. Um, some people, they'll do, you know, three or four comps a year, which is so much on your body and you don't really have, like, you know, sometimes, like, a really good enough time to sort of, you know, have a hypertrophy block, you know, in order to build that muscle and that strength again. Like, yeah. you know, so it's just continuously, like, it's, it's like yo-yoing, like, all the time. It's exactly what we tell people not to do. Yeah, well, that's the diet, thing. Like, like, you know, being a, being a trainer and, um, you know, being in an industry where you're trying to encourage people to have healthy and sustainable habits and that, you know, permanent diets are fucking stupid and trying to steer people away from yo-yoing and you're in a sport which actively encourages yo-yoing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so crazy and stupid and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm just not a fan of it at all. And like you see these girls who are new to, you know, like new to powerlifting and like for a novice comp, so what they do is that they still weigh you in because of they go by formula. So they go by whatever your total was and, like, there's, like, a formula that you can get out of it and it tells you um, even though you competed against, you know, somebody else in a different weight category, um, you know, who overall... Oh, it's like the Sinclair, the it's like the Sinclair system for weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, they go by it's either coefficient formula or Wilkes, and I have no idea how either of them are calculated. It's just on the sheet. Um, <laughs> well, this isn't a maths so, podcast, mate, so that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People ask me that sometimes, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my god, who would know that? Fuck. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, so like, yeah, okay, like. They, they don't they don't go by that and they do like overall winners. So yeah. you know you can have a sixty kilo girl who was up against like a you know a girl that was say you know in the ninety kilo class, but because the sixty kilo girl was lifting the same sort of weights as the ninety kilo girl, the sixty kilo girl will win because yeah. technically she's lifting more than what her body weight, yeah, for you sure. know, over her body weight and everything. So you know. Like, there's that kind of side of it, but there's these, you know, girls that are like, oh, I need to be in this weight category, and I need to get down to this weight, and I need to do this, and it's like, you haven't even competed once in the sport, how about we just focus on getting some numbers on the board, and getting a total together, and, you know, although you want to be competitive, like... There is so much more that you need to focus on within the day and within training. Like, you know, like I tell all of my lifters, I'm like, just focus on showing up, competing, getting into sessions every day and, you know, fueling your body with the right foods. Like, let's not worry about cutting weight. Like, you know, maybe when we start going into sanctioned competitions and if you're like a kilo or two over, then we can start thinking about hey, look, you know, maybe we can cut your weight down a little bit just so you be in that more competitive class because ideally you want to be on the higher end. Yeah, for sure. Of that weight category, yeah. right? So, you know, like, 
that's what I kind of tell, like, you know, all these girls. But for some reason, there's, like, some sort of thing where they're, like, no, like, you know, I'm, you know, 70 kilos and I need to be in that 60 kilo class. And it's like, well, no, you don't need to be in it. Like, what if you do a competition and you absolutely hate it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because you're going to associate you know? competing with this, like, awful weight loss process. You're not going to think about anything else for the day other than, like, your body weight on the scales. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's super detrimental. Yeah, sure. and, like, usually, like, a lot of novice comps, they make you weigh in on that morning as well. So if yeah. you're doing a big weight cut and if you've done, like, a water load or anything like that, you're going to show up to a competition super dehydrated and then you're probably not even going to get any of your attempts because you're just tired you feel like crap and something that you might have done in the gym a week before you know at say three kilos heavier it's going to feel like the world is on the back of your shoulders and you're not able to like you know like stand up with it anymore like you're going to be like no I'm sinking down I'm not coming back up this is done like you know so yeah it's it's bizarre to me um so, yeah, I try and encourage everybody in order to sort of compete at where their body sort of naturally sits at, unless they're kind of going to be super, super, super competitive and the class is below. Yeah, I think that's fair for sure. Um, yeah. But, I mean, overall, I think opinions are changing in that regard, but I think that because being smaller is better has been ingrained in women for so fucking long. So long. So long yeah. that it's really hard for people to get out of the I must be smaller, I must lose weight, um, I must tone, um, I have to please, you know, these people or this person or I have to look good for this person. Um, yeah, it's fucked. Um, it's so, it's, yeah, it's so bad. I mean, I don't really personally get people like sending me negative messages and stuff like that. Um, probably because I don't have like enough followers or people that give a shit, <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine how hard it must be for like a, an elite athlete who has millions of followers, millions of fans, and also has a whole bunch of people who feel it's their place to send the messages telling them that they look like a man. Yeah. I have, um, a friend of mine, um, she is the number one 60 kilo, uh, powerlifter in Australia. So Jen Smith. Yeah. Um, if you search her, it's powerlifter's diary. She is phenomenal. Like she's super strong. She's just this little pocket rocket nugget of like muscle and she is hot. She's amazing. Um, and during ISO, she started up a TikTok, like thousands of other people have. Yeah. Um, I'm looking her up right now. She was like, she was like, she looked at some of the comments from like one of the TikToks that she was like, you know, that she made, and she's like, how did the haters find me so quickly? And, you know, like, she's lean and muscular and she's got these, you know, like these awesome shoulders and arms and everything. And they're like, oh, you know, yeah, like, like she looks like a man why does she have to look like that like all this kind of stuff why does she have to look like that oh my god yeah like i'm pretty sure that was one of the comments and i was like oh my god she's like first of all 
if like an athlete isn't thinking about what they look like you know like and also they what they look like in the eyes of some fucking you know gary as you look like the man called him <laughs> some fucking gary on instagram like yeah it's irrelevant it's like I, I actually submitted one of the things that somebody um, posted on my business page. So I had this awesome, like, 56-kilo junior lifter, and she has probably, like, you know, the arch of all arches when it comes to, you know, like a bench. Like, her bench is just pretty. Like, I wish mine looks that pretty. Um, and somebody... Somebody had commented and being like, oh, it's not like a real bench press because you're arching. It's more like a decline bench press, you know, with that kind of arch. You should stop cheating. And it's like, (laughs) I was like, "Uh, mate, stay in your own lane. This is powerlifting. Did they also tell her her feet need to be on the bench? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like... No, in powerlifting, the rules are as long as your shoulders, bum, bum, and feet are like, like so as long as your shoulders and bum are on the bench and your feet are on the ground and none of them move from that position, like it doesn't matter pretty much about anything else. Like, you know, obviously you need to get your calls and everything, but it's like as long as those three points are there, like you're good. So that's kind of why we have the arch. And yes, you know what, it decreases the range of motion, all that sort of stuff, but we are working within the parameters of the rules. And that, you know, that, that's why we have the arch. Also, sometimes it's actually really beneficial for the shoulders not to have so much of a range of motion. Um, and I was just like, dude, this is powerlifting. Do you even know what powerlifting is? And he's like... He's like, yeah, I know what powerlifting is, but, you know, sweetheart, like, you know, coming from an IFBB competitor, and I'm like, bodybuilding, powerlifting. Oh, it's fucking two different things. Peacocks. Yeah. I like, you know, I have nothing against, like, against bodybuilding, but I'm like, you literally peacock around on stage in a G-string. We fill ourselves with like ammonia and ch- like cover ourselves with chalk. Yeah, it's, there's two it's very two different, different things. things. <laughs> I just don't understand people's uh, like f- people feeling the need to, you know, online coach to tell women how they should look, to tell them how they should be training. Um, I just don't understand it. I find it bizarre. I don't either. Like, I've even had, like, people going, oh, you shouldn't train like that because, you know, you know, you're going to do this and you're going to break this and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I actually have, like, probably, if not, like, the best, one of the best powerlifting coaches in Australia. And he coaches me. And, like, I'm sure if I was doing something incorrectly, then my coach would pull me up on it. Like... Yeah, Gary, I'm sorry, but I don't see your credentials in powerlifting. Um, but, like, I appreciate your concern, but no. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just fucking rife, isn't it? Um, it's crazy. Yeah. I knew that you'd share my thoughts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I could talk about this all day. Like, it pisses me off to, like, no extent. 
Oh, yeah, it's real easy to get on a rage horse for sure. Um, I was in one earlier at the meeting I was talking oh, yeah. about. Um, but you know what? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, people are just going to be dicks. Sorry, what did you say? I said people are just going to be dicks, um, and there's no point losing sleep over it. They are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sometimes you just got to, like, sit there and go, is it really worth my time arguing with somebody who's just obviously – isn't going to see my point of view at all. Like, is it worth my, you know, like, argue? You keep cutting out. Yeah, I don't know why. All right, that you're back now. Well, the internet seems to be turning to shit, but this has been a fabulous conversation. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, for your um, your insights, and for your Gary rage. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Problem anytime. <laughs> I look forward to seeing more of you on Instagram, and maybe one day in real life, if if we progress it to that level. <laughs> if we progress it, who knows? <laughs> thank awesome, you thank so, you much, so much, Jess. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya.